His Lens, My Image podcast. I am your host, Myesha Price. And today I have a wonderful guest with me. His name is Aaron Williams. He was born in New Jersey. He is the oldest of two children. He holds a bachelor's degree in business administration with a concentration in retail management from J.C. Smith University. Mm-hmm. Come on, give it up. Give it up. Give it up. <laughs> <laughs> the real going <laughs> And everything else about Aaron, you will learn in this conversation. Right. As we are celebrating this month, it is, it is Pride Month, and we're honored fathers and just having the conversation and open things up because I feel like it's just a topic that people shy away from, but we don't want to do that. This is a place of safety. This is a place for people to be themselves and to have the conversation, the hard conversations that people don't want to talk about. So thank you, Aaron. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When I first met Aaron, man, I was just like, <laughs> and I was just thinking about somebody had a conversation. I was like, I asked his coworkers, I said, y'all think Aaron would be interested? They was like, oh my God, he would love to have it. They called, you know, I was off work, so I got the call. They were like, oh my gosh, we have the greatest opportunity for you. Maisha's going to call you. I was like, let me call her when I get to work. So when I got to work, called you up. I said, oh. I will definitely join the interview for you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, Aaron, tell me what was life for you growing up? Um, well, I was a church boy. Okay. Um, grew up in the church. You know, my mom was a minister of music. Oh, boy. She plays the piano. Um, my grandma was in the choir. My aunt was in the choir. <laughs> Everybody was in the church. So, um, there was no way around it. I was also in the YPD. It's the Young People's Division. Mm-hmm. I was also the a, a assistant president of the committee. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, being gay, I wasn't able to, like, fully live my truth mm-hmm. as a young kid. So, you know, growing up wasn't easy for me because, uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, know what that is when you start rubbing yeah, your legs. Like, hmm. um, I just felt like I was living, I don't want to say living in a lie, but I was just living in the closet literally until I moved to Charlotte for college. Um, you know, my grandparents were the old ways, you know, stuck in their ways. So to be gay around them, it wasn't, you know, my grandmother wasn't comfortable around that. Um, so it was a lot of hiding, you mm-hmm. know, telling them that I do have girlfriends, even though I did have girl companions, but mm-hmm. it was more so me dealing with guys when I was younger, but never being able to confess to my to parents. To be yourself. To be myself. Now, what denomination did you grow up in? When you said denomination. So, when, like, y'all Church of God in Christ? African uh, AME. AME? Yeah. Oh. So, you know how that goes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, you know how the AME Woo! goes. So oh, boy. Even, like, church ladies, sitting next to certain church ladies, you couldn't act a certain way. So, me to be out and open in the church, it was not okay when I was growing up. So, and now, to see everybody being free and you know, how they are in church now. I just love that for them. Because me growing up, it wasn't like that, you know. But you know, it, it's really mind-boggling that people can be so critical. Yeah, and Especially judgmental. the church community. Um, and it's funny, like, while you were saying that, a song popped in my head. Which one? Jesus loves the little right. children. All the children, All the children, of, children the world. of the world. Red and yellow, black and white. But they are no. crushes in his sight. <laughs> Jesus loves the little children of, the, of world. the world. So how is it that he loves us and then but yet the people be. of the church? And it's the Bible also tells us that 
that how can you love love me and not love your brother and sister whom you see exactly, every day? Every day. So how every is it day. that you can turn and turn away and shun me? Which it, it's always been mind boggling me because I'm like, the church looks down on the gay or LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm getting them letters wrong, don't be trying to hang me. Okay, <laughs> people, okay, I got okay. y'all. Okay, <laughs> but that they can shun that world um, as if they don't exist or condemn them. When I'm like, but the deacon's sleeping with the the, the usher. I'm confused. <laughs> so him Scratch him cheating is fine. Yeah, I don't get it. Him cheating is fine. But me it. liking little boys and because boy or I'm a it's girl a liking a girl like that's yeah. a problem. That's like so when when do we make this acceptable? Like who who it's determines how these yeah. rules are Just go away or go away or what's the um uh, the exceptions to the rule? Right. Who did who makes it? <laughs> that's my look, and I'm in the community and I don't even know when it transferred. So it's just like I don't know. So being young, so when you were growing up, did you always know you were knew you were gay, or was it something that you were like experimenting or trying to figure out what you wanted to do? I feel like it was more so like experimenting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being young, you know, nobody teaches us what what to like, even though they do teach us, you know, man and woman, mm-hmm. but you really can't teach a child what they can and cannot like. Mm-hmm. So with me it was more so I'm still going to play the straight role, mm-hmm. but deep down, I'm going to, you know, fondle my eyes looking at, you know, these beautiful men that's out here. Right. That's that's just a very interesting area. Because to be honest, I only did, to, it's funny, um, I only did something with a female one time, mm-hmm. and that was in sixth grade. Okay. And I just felt like... <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. That wasn't <laughs> for me, like... I don't think I'm going to like that. And then, you know, I ended up being in the track team and then being in the locker room with guys. Seeing that, I was just like, okay. But I was still young, so I didn't want to full life take those kind of encounters Mm -hmm. until I actually was of age. Um, So when I got to college and I was at my parents' house, it was just like, oh, I'm free. I'm going to do this. Right. Because sometimes people like to characterize, oh, a person turned gay because some traumatic experience happened in their life at a young age. Would you say that that is a contributing factor or is it just one or is it was it a contributing factor for you or is it just that a person just may not like that particular gender? Some I think for me, um, it was more so. Because I didn't have, like, that bad experience mm-hmm. like, you know, some people do. Um, mine was more so, I don't think I liked females or girls at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just really, like, my girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they were my friends. Um, and they were really the only ones that I can get along with. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting along with guys, it was more so, you know, I was always switching and... I was always, you know, acting like this or doing that. So guys didn't really want, even though I was the guy, I want to say I was the guy that had all the girlfriends. So Mm -hmm. that's why guys wanted to be my friends growing up because I can get them the connections with females. Um, (laughs) And that was, (laughs) as you left, that is so, I feel like I was a lot of, men weren't my friend. They were just wanting me to be the wingman so they can, 
get, get the to pull. the girl. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you know. It's funny because I think about when I was in college. <laughs> I used to have. I was friends with like. I was always been friends with a lot of guys, more guys than I was girls. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, girls are very catty. I didn't like and they, and that's So I was like, I didn't really care to be around them a lot. So I had a lot of male friends that were in fraternities. Mm-hmm. And then I had a lot of girlfriends that was either AKAs or Deltas <laughs> and stuff. And I would always hear my girlfriends talking about, oh my God, I like this person. Right, I like that right. person. And then I would hear, you know, the they was like, Ma, you know such and such. <laughs> Hook me up with them. And then it would be them. Yo, Ma, yo, tell your girl, let me right. talk to her. It's like, what do I look like? Matchmaker or something? Right, that, and that's how I felt growing up. Am I the matchmaker or am I actually trying to get friends? So it was just like, I don't know. My growing up, it wasn't, me growing up, it wasn't as bad as, you know, I did, you know, think it was going to be, but I did have to live in the secret because of all the guys that were, you know, my dad, you know, I wanted to live, I wanted to make my dad proud and I felt like my dad wouldn't have been proud the fact that he had you know both of his sons were gay you feel me right um and i just felt like at least one of them had to which was me being the oldest i just felt like i had to be the son who had to play that role of so you carried a weight i did trying to please your father correct family family period but mainly mom and dad right and mom and dad really and sometimes that's that's a that's that's it for in a lot of cases where we don't want to be a disappointment or a disgrace to our family so we choose to go down a different path so we don't disgrace them but in going down that path sometimes that path is not our truth right and because that's we what... put and then we we get mad at ourselves and then we envy them because it's like I'm doing this for you right. so the way you could be pleased and it's like dude you're supposed to live your life for you right and that's why I felt like I took that route to go to college as well. Because mm-hmm. I felt like if I would have stayed in the house with my father, you know, me and him would have bumped heads because we're just alike. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like with me being away, me being able to grow away from mm-hmm. my father, I, I was able to find myself. Then when I was comfortable with myself, I was able to have like those confrontations with my father. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was hard in high school because I just had to make sure I was good. On his on his good side, and it was a lot of it was. Uh, I made I had heart palpitations and I was scared, like not like scared of him, but like just me being not who I was gotcha. in front of him, lying to him and stuff like that. So it was a lot. It's and then, funny that you talk about moving to Charlotte was like a safe place for you it to was. come true to yourself. It was because that's what it was for me too. Yeah, I don't know I Charlotte, Jersey. what 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 Charlotte is about. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that. <laughs> like I don't know if it's area. like real people down there or something. But, but it's like it's that place of identity finding you. Mm-hmm. And, and I found myself right. I literally found myself in Charlotte. It took a long time, but. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't fully come out that I was, you know, gay until I was 25. Wow. Um, and I'll be 30 in uh, two months, so. So what was that like coming out? Like, how did you go about living in that truth? And when I did come out to everybody, you know what everybody told me? I already knew. <laughs> I, I knew was just was waiting on you. Like, <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh. So, you know, like I said, I just put like a lot of stress on myself for uh-huh. no reason knowing that everybody was so accepting and, you know, my family was so accepting, but it didn't feel like that growing up. You know, everybody was hard. Everybody was, right. 
so masculine. So the fact that when I did come out and it was like a big weight off my shoulder, everybody was like, I was just waiting for you. Even my parents. Both my parents said they were waiting for me to come out myself because it was a, a me thing. Absolutely. So the fact that I came out and I heard that from them, that was just like... Okay, we good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got high enough We no can more. live life now free. <laughs> <laughs> we can live free for real. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm pretty happy now. But see, that's I, I think that's such a, a great thing that they were open. Although it's like... Yeah, we knew that already. We should right. you. But because of what you saw, it, it traumatized or scares you into not wanting to say something because of the fact that you see how everybody like, oh, shoot, you raised in a religious right. home. Right. You know, we go to church every, every week day, and we hear the day. opposite of what I'm holding into. Exactly. So it's like it doesn't create an atmosphere for you to be honest, for you to live in your truth, because mm-hmm. I'm not sure how you're going to respond to this. Exactly. Are you going to shun me? Are you going to act like I'm not your child? Are you going to act like y'all not related to me because of I'm gay? I am. Like, because that's just me? Mm-hmm. But to have a family that was acceptance, because that's not always the case for people. The, and that's why I was happy too, because everybody's not accepting at all you know i even have friends in the community who lost their relationships with their families Mm -hmm. because of them coming out and trying to live their truth so when i was able to come out to my parents i was you know i was really like (laughs) taken back because Mm -hmm. it was it was a lot so and then like my i feel like my you know with me being gay my biggest thing was not being able to tell my grandmother when she did pass away you know, not so she being, didn't never know. No, because my grandmother was not. She didn't play that. You know, she was not. You know, she's very old school. She's very church. She was a church lady, um, in the African American, African American. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Amy Church. Not so Amy Church, right? So you know, and you know how that is. So my grandmother mm-hmm. was not. She was very against it. So, but in retrospect, do you think that she would? Did she would have shown you? No, that's why. I felt like me growing up, put holding everything in from everybody, mm-hmm. I didn't have to do that to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because my grandmother wasn't the closest person I was. That was my best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I literally told her everything mm-hmm. besides that one thing. Um, she probably wouldn't know. She probably like, baby, I've been. I know, and that's- <laughs> you was playing with them hair bows, and I saw you. Because she did like, hair too. She see? was in the, she was a beautician, so you know, she probably did. You know, playing with the head doll, so. <laughs> like this. He oh, got that a little bit too straight. No, this boy ain't gonna be no. Y'all playing? Oh man, <laughs> I miss her. Rest her soul, man. I miss her. I love her to death. Um, but yeah. So you kind of touched on it, but what was one of the challenges of outside of just the fear of family, um, even just being a gay man in America? What was one of those challenges that you feared or faced? Um, Well, you know, with me living in Charlotte, um, being a gay man in the South. Yeah. That was different as well. Mm. By myself, no family, um, literally fending for myself. Mm. Um, I never had like any like crazy encounter or mm-hmm. anybody like disrespecting me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have, you know, excuse my language. I did. I was called a faggot before in public. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did react to that cause I'm not a faggot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'm still a male. I'm still me. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like being called out of my name. So I did have like an altercation like that, you know, with me being a teacher as well, 
you know, I did have a little altercation with students, you know, saying, you know, he sounds like a girl. Um, my teachers, you know, acts like a woman, you know. Mm-hmm. I had stuff like from children, you know, and, you so know. So you taught in the school district? I did. Okay. I, I taught preschool in Charlotte-Mecklenburg and, system. And kids? Correct. Four and five. We're saying this. This is four and five. That's taught behavior. Correct. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Living in the South, it was different. You know, I feel like if I had taught up here, it probably wouldn't have been. But it's just baffling to me because it's like, okay, but mommy, you have to you got to teacher... think about what's on TV too. You know, these kids are watching a lot of things on TV. But you know? we see stuff on TV. I, I just was talking to somebody today that they making it so open and freely. It's a cartoon. It's when it's talking it's about literally pride on cartoon. I was like. I was it's watching the cartoon. Is this something like a prize? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. This Even is a RuPaul, lot. Look, RuPaul has a cartoon on, right, like, on Netflix now. So I'm it's like, it's like, more open it's very now open. than it was years ago. Now, granted, we knew the OG, you know, right. gay men. <laughs> right. Although they were manly, you're more, more masculine, but more we knew what you who, was doing. Correct. Okay. We knew. <laughs> yeah, we know Uncle, Uncle Peaches. <laughs> Absolutely. Literally, Uncle Peaches. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uncle Peaches. Listen, we, we knew. We, we knew what it was about. We definitely But did. it just it's it's just it's very interesting to me how we can say this particular cluster is not accepted, but hoes and whores are. Like I don't I don't right. understand. So that's it's why wrong for you to be gay, understood. but it's okay right. for you to have to twelve baby moms and, and got women fighting and shit. Like I'm confused that that's mm-hmm. okay. And God can forgive that. Mm-hmm. But, but he, he can't, can't he can't forgive, forgive my okay. All right. So I scratch See, my head every time, right? Me, <laughs> I gotta scratch my head every time. I feel like I'm preaching a sermon here. So confused. <laughs> like I never understood why the LGBTQ we get we get hit for a lot of things in the community. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And it's it's again we get bashed for a lot of things. The church in particularly. Now I've been raised in church all my life. I'm not I'm not saying the church. I just feel like the culture of why the church is what the church is supposed to be is so far from it today. Correct. We we shun. Correct. Um, we look down. We criticize. Very we belittle. Very judgmental. very judgmental. We put preachers and pastors on these pedestals high above God. We honor them more than we, than we honor God. Um, <laughs> I never understood. <laughs> listen, we will go to all their anniversary services, but won't pray to God about Jack. I'm a little confused. No, for real. My like, God. I be trying not to be rude in church, but when they be like, stand to your feet for the preacher or the bishop's coming in or stand for the first lady, I'm like this. But y'all don't stand and clap when somebody's singing a song that's worshiping God. I'm confused. We worshiping God, but we got to fight mm-hmm. you to stand and do that. But if the preacher walk in with all and of his garbage, I- I'm sorry, garb on, <laughs> then that's okay. We're supposed to all rise to our feet at a standing ovation right. for that. And that's okay. acceptable. And that's why, like, you know, after, again, you know, moving to Charlotte, 
Um, I never went back to an Amy church because I felt judged in there. Um, Absolutely. You know, walking in that church, you had to walk on eggshells. You know, <laughs> you had the, the ushers in the back looking at you, the missionaries in the front looking at what you're wearing, you know. So it was just like Amy. It wasn't, you know, for me. But trying to find a church and it was hard too. trying to find what to what what was a good church to go to? Because I tried the Baptist. I tried, you know, the AME, the Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. Um, so just trying to find the right church. But AME ain't it is not that, it. That Especially for us gay men. It's not for it's not it. And, you know, it was just it's really sad because I'm like, I see so many people because of my line of work. I see so many people shun away from the church mm-hmm. every day. Every, and I tell uh, people all the time, I said, I now understand why most funeral directors do not go to church. Because oh, good point. The preacher we meet on Monday through Saturday huh. is not who you meet on Sunday morning. That's another. We thing. get another attitude come Monday through Saturday. A lot of cockiness and yeah. it's mine and all this and these people served and lived and they the founders of yeah. the church that you pastor that you pa- and. Just so we clear, the church runs off of the people's money, the parishioners' money, mm-hmm. but yet you treat the parishioners like they second-class citizens. And I mean, some of the stuff I'm telling you, if I some of these people who praise their pastor, I'm like, this if you only knew what your pastor had to say? Oh yeah, no. Um, I don't think you would um put them on that pedestal yeah. that you got them on, but. I'm going to let you find that out for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I just and that's all what a lot of people do. A lot of people have to find out themselves. Yeah. Pastors. Is- <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Pastors. And I'm not. And don't get me wrong. They're no different than. Anybody else. The, not, they're no different than the parishioners. Because at the end of the day, we're all supposed to be believers. And we're all supposed to be living a life that's holy and pleasing and acceptable unto God. Correct. Listen, we all make mistakes where nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to get it right all the time. But at the end of the day, it's our job to uplift one another, not tear each other down. Right. It's our job to love one another. And that's why not everybody show was so hate. angry. Right. Where was so, Everybody in Amy Church was so angry. But I think that that's just church across the board. Like, there's people that are just angry for no reason. Like, I remember growing up, the, the ushers at the door. Yeah, they were just out your God. Why they were so mean. You couldn't even have a bottle of water in the sanctuary. Uh-uh. Okay. This is the Lord's house. Yeah, don't you, you bring that. You couldn't even have no. Don't be in the pulpit. But this is where I'm confused. <laughs> you ushering us in and telling me what I can't do, but yet you get in the car and you smoke your cigarettes or you're going okay. to the bar when you leave here. Okay. And you're getting drunk. And then again, you ain't never been married, but you got four kids. So help me make that make sense. Make it make sense. I never <laughs> listen, y'all. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, Anywho, man, because I could talk about no, for, for real. All day. Oh, that's a whole nother segment. Look, <laughs> we gonna do that a whole nother segment. Yes, we will do that. Yes. Wow. So this is the thing. So as you learn to live in your truth. What was that one word of advice that you can give to someone who may be listening or that may come across this episode as they're trying to process a way to come out and live in their truth? What would you tell them? Be you. That's that's the way to go. Nowadays, you just have to be you because if you you hide who you are, it's just going to build 
pressure on yourself that doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you just stay true to you, just be you and yourself, I feel like you'll be the best person that you'll ever be. Absolutely. That's one of the things that we talk about a lot. It's just being you. Being you. And again, you had to take the time to separate to find you. Mm-hmm. I had to do the same thing. Find out you have to separate from what you're familiar and learn that it's okay. It's it is okay. okay. It's definitely okay. To be okay. you. Listen, everybody's not going yeah. to like how you live. Everybody's and not everybody's going to And everybody's not agree. for everybody. So. Not at all. If you have to be by yourself, no, be hey, by yourself. Hey. I've had to learn to be by myself because I was one of those people that I needed people around me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But having people around me, I was never to find out who Aaron was. Mm-hmm. So once I started being by myself, you know, figuring out who I was, I was able to really find out who this guy was. <laughs> yeah. Listen, and it takes discovering you first and then being able to live in it. Right. And... Be okay with, with being who you being are. Being okay with them. Because it's one thing for us to... Um, we hear so many people like, I ain't, I ain't scared of nothing. I am who I am. And they put up this facade mm-hmm. like they're so strong. And, and they, they re- got it all together. Those are the weakest ones. They, absolutely. The ones that talk like that are the weakest ones. <laughs> like the weakest ones. You out here trying to live life like that person and look uh-huh. like this one and do that Impress- one. Mm-hmm. But never... Never find out who you are. Like, I don't give a darn if people don't like me. And, and that's what, you know that we say that? I used to, I, I'm telling you, y'all, I used to care about how people used to think I looked, how I dressed, mm-hmm. what shoes I had on, you know, if my hair wasn't, you know, cut the certain mm-hmm. way. So don't care about what nobody else thinks. Just be you. Just be you. Yeah. Yeah, that's Just that's really be it. You. Be you, be you, and I to myself care. I used to care. I care. So long as now I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I, my I'm thing the is, there's certain things like, I don't that care. me myself I won't do because mm-hmm. that's what I choose not to do. Right. That's how I choose not to show up in the earth. But then there is a set of things that it's like I'm going to do this because mm-hmm. I feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. You don't like it. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? You say, oh, I don't like your hair today. Well, okay. I do. <laughs> I, pre- I did it today, so I guess I'm the one that likes it. Listen, I don't know. and I feel like when you when you know who you are and you can be who you are and live in your truth of who you are, you walk with a different level of yeah, confidence. Yeah, you walk with your head held high. And it exudes. You know? Off of you, people can feel your presence in yeah. the room. <laughs> t- trust me, y'all. listen. I I felt trust Aaron's me. presence. <laughs> I'm telling you, first time me. I met Aaron, okay, <laughs> she walked in. I was loud. I was very loud. <laughs> she matched my energy. I think that that's what it was, you know. Yes, and I think I was making can. faces or something, and he caught me and started laughing, like. I always get caught. It never fails. I always get caught. Oh my god! I'm working on it, people. Working on it. <laughs> Trying to work on these non-verbal communicational oh, faces. Because those be real. Too. Woo! Listen so, here. I don't. It's something about the faces. Yeah, I'm trying. It's I'm really. I'm, I'm intentionally trying to do and be better at it. Mm-hmm. Be. Better. I am too. Especially where I work at, I am definitely trying to. Because they try you. I work in customer service. They try you. (laughs) They really try you. So you just got to do it with a smile on your face knowing darn well I am. Just smile. 
This <laughs> just cheese spreading vibes. That's it. Listen, man, I appreciate you, Aaron. Thank you for so much for having me. Really, having the conversation. I really do. Um, and just being open and willing to talk about it. Um, because again, you don't, you never know what your story may inspire mm-hmm. or help somebody else and help the next. And um, there's so many people out here, people that I personally know, that their families are not open to that lifestyle. Me too. And they they're scared to be who they are and they try to live inside. I'm like, you don't even look right. Yeah, right. that's <laughs> like you look weird trying to fake trying to, something. And that was me. I was very <laughs> uncomfortable. So in order to make myself comfortable, I just had to be true to who I am. Right. Well I, again I appreciate you and thank you for your time you. and sharing your story and talking about where you come from and where you are now. Thank you. As a man that shows Thank up you. in this world, that's not so kind out here. <laughs> yeah, no, especially where we are. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you, you survived, and you've lived. You're living in your truth, and that's a great thing to be. Yes. So thank you thank for you. that conversation. Thank I hope you. you guys have enjoyed this conversation with Aaron. Listen, thank I you want you to share it, like, subscribe, share, let people know about the podcast. Um, there's so many topics, a array of topics that we talk about all the time. But let your friends, let your family, let your coworkers know. Listen to the episodes while you're driving in work. Hey, whatever the case may be. But as we exit out, I want to thank you for tuning in. And always remember to be you, to love you, and see you for who God has called you to be. Y'all have a good one. Have a good and one, this guys. is the close of another episode.